Welcome to The Talent Scout. I'm your host, Shane Keen, and I'm a recruitment advertiser with a company called Scout Talent. Yes, you heard that correctly. It is the reverse of our podcast name. Every week, I'm going to give you a snapshot of some of the recruitment issues we're all facing, along with the occasional healthy dose of sarcasm, and maybe even some solutions. The Purple Unicorn. For those of you that may not know, the Purple Unicorn, or sometimes the Purple Squirrel, is what recruiters and hiring managers refer to as their ideal candidate. This is the person who ticks off every box, including several that you didn't even realize you had. They have all of the skills, all of the experience, the perfect background, and they were a dream to interview. And much like a purple unicorn, they don't exist. Or at the very least, they don't exist for the vast majority of us. Unless you're hiring for an organization that has more money than it knows what to do with. I'm looking at you, Apple, Amazon, and Google. So what do we do? Well, while many of us might struggle in this candidate market to attract a purple unicorn, there is nothing stopping us from attracting a really nice horse, and over time, painting it purple and gluing a horn on top. I think this might be stretching the metaphor slightly, but what I mean by this is there are a number of incredible candidates out there who have the potential to grow into purple unicorns. You just have to know how to look for them. One of the most common recurring mistakes hiring managers make is setting unrealistic expectations. A candidate who fulfills every trait of an imaginary person for a role. Hiring managers need to be willing to be flexible and not get attached to the idea of a perfect candidate. That's a quote by the VP of Global Talent Acquisition for LinkedIn, Brendan Brown. And what he's talking about is a very understandable trap that we all fall into. No one wants to hire someone and then spend months training them. But unfortunately, that can be a reality of recruitment in 2020, depending on what sort of role you're looking to fill and where you're looking to fill. I think we fall into this trap of unrealistic expectations in two ways. The first is that someone leaves a role and they've really excelled at it and understandably we want to replace the person that they grew to be with our organization's training and culture instead of remembering who they were when they got here. I know it's a challenge, but when replacing a role we need to forget the great things the person who was leaving did and instead think... What are the absolute requirements needed in order to get this role off the ground and keep it going? What sort of person is going to be a good enough culture fit that they stick around to get as good as they can be and become that purple unicorn with us? What training can we put in place to get them there? I think we fall into this trap of unrealistic expectations in two ways. The first is that someone leaves a role and they've really excelled in it and understandably, We try to replace the person that they grew to be with our organization's training and culture, instead of remembering who they were when they got here. I know it's a challenge, but when replacing a role, we need to forget the great things the person who was leaving did and instead think, what are the absolute hard requirements we need in order to keep this role off the ground? And what sort of person is going to be a good enough culture fit that they stick around to get as good as they can be and become that purple unicorn with us? What training can we put in place to get them there? The other trap is listing out everything our ideal candidate would have as a requirement and ruling out everyone that doesn't come equipped with that heavy list of qualifications and experience. Now, I'm not saying you can't have an ideal in mind. Of course you can. But you have to work with your requirements and split them into your must-haves and your nice-to-haves. And most importantly, you've got to commit to that grouping. We've worked with so many clients here at Scout Talent who have said some degree or background would be an asset, only to find out halfway through a campaign with them that it's actually a fundamental aspect of the role. That just doesn't work. 
Look at the qualifications you're asking for and decide what is absolutely necessary. This is your starting point. Anything you get after this is a bonus. And once you've decided what this is, structure your recruitment process around it. Anyone who meets the bare minimum threshold that you've outlined in your job description, they deserve at least a phone call. Potentially, they have a whole host of other useful information that they didn't think to list on their resume, which happens all of the time, by the way. Use this as your metric for screening candidates so you don't miss out on some incredible candidates because they're lagging behind your imaginary purple unicorn. There's a lot to be said for hiring an individual and training them. More and more often, HR teams and organizations at large are citing retention as a challenge that they're facing. And yet, I don't know how many times I've heard someone say something along the lines of, well, I don't want to hire someone and train them just for them to leave. Now, this is certainly a longer conversation to unpack, and it's one that we'll definitely get to. But at its most basic level, the argument is flawed. A good training program endears employees to your company, your culture, and your brand. It shows employees that you care about them, and ultimately, it's a huge pull factor in keeping someone in a job. On the off chance there's a purple unicorn out there, assuming you have the budget to afford them, you're going to need to maximize your audience when recruiting in order to ensure that your job description reaches them. Now, there's a couple of ways you can go about doing this, and one of the simplest is researching role titles. There's no point using a role title that no one else uses. A lot of companies and organizations nowadays are following a trend of creating new and and somewhat interesting role titles. An example that comes to mind is calling a receptionist a director of first impressions. And while that might be really fundamental to your culture, um, you're not really going to find someone with the right skill set if everyone who has it is using the title of receptionist. So what you can do is advertise under the title of receptionist, and then once someone is hired, give them the title of director of first impressions. Another option is to explore relocation. Recent surveys suggest that 20% of Canadians would relocate for a full-time job. And I know in my experience that we often find candidates are looking for roles outside of the place that they live. Often they'll look at other nearby cities or even other provinces. Just out of curiosity, they might be looking at your role. So make sure you have something that speaks to them. Talk about the location, have a relocation package in mind, but make sure you're open to these potential candidates. Our next point is a bit of a recurring theme in this podcast series, and it's interrogating your job description. Have you listed every qualification under the sun, or have you split them into your must-haves and your nice-to-haves? And if you have, is that clear to candidates, or are you scaring them off with all the qualifications you're listing? Finally, well, I guess not finally, it's two points really, but what can you offer a candidate? Are your salary and benefits competitive? If not, is there anything that you can do to bump them up? If you can't bump them up, can your company culture sell you? Have you even talked about your company culture in your job description? And then career progression, which is really a part of your benefits as well. What do you offer? What does career progression within your organization look like? And how are you articulating this to your candidate? Um, One example is, if you're rapidly growing, will you work with candidates to grow their role? Or will you just wait for them to come to you? These are things that you need to have in mind and things that you can articulate in order to attract those really ideal candidates. You'll also likely need to dip into the passive market. Passive candidates are individuals that are not looking at job boards, but they are open to them if they're presented to them. This can be a tricky thing to do, but there are a number of ways to do it depending on the role you're looking to fill and the budget that you have available. The typical way of doing this is to use a recruiter license with LinkedIn or to work with another job board that has a resume database 
and to go through them and contact individuals that way. But there are other, more unique ways of going about it. An example from an old company I worked for was that they invited a sports star to be a guest speaker and then contacted a load of different local uh, clubs, invited the members to come and witness this speaker. And at the very end, they put up a sales role they were looking to fill. It was a very clever and unique way of getting that role in front of people who may not have seen it otherwise. In today's market, it might be wise to accept that your ideal candidate doesn't exist. But ultimately, it's not because the purple unicorn is a mythical creature. It's because our expectations have become unrealistic as we all try and stay ahead of the competition. One of the best things you can do for your recruitment process and your own sanity is to take a step back, interrogate your expectations, and start aiming for that really nice horse. Hey, if you're lucky, by doing all of this, you might even end up landing a purple unicorn like me. Talent Scout is a Scout Talent production. If you've got a challenging role that you're struggling to fill or an applicant tracking system that just isn't meeting your needs, then the Scout Talent team can help. The Talent Scout podcast is hosted by Shane Keane. Researching is by Mark Sheehan and Shane Keane. Production and editing is by Mark Sheehan. For access to all of the recruitment content produced by our recruitment specialists, including in-depth free webinars on everything from hunting that purple unicorn to best practices for interviews, go to www.scouttalent.ca and follow the resources link.